Hi guys, welcome to episode five of What's the Word? My name is Manu. And I'm Reno. Reno, my guy. What's the word? Talk to me. The G-Men are finally back in the playoffs. Finally, shall I say? It's been over a decade, okay, that we've won a playoff game, and I couldn't be more excited to go into Minnesota and take down Captain Kirk. That's all I care about. And then we'll move on to the birds. And I think we have a good shot at beating the birds. But all I can think about is Sunday, 415 the G-Men are going out in a playoff game, a meaningful game past the last week of the season, and it feels good. It feels really, really good. Daniel Jones, the franchise quarterback. Saquon Barkley is his best bud, and he's going to be our franchise running back. Penn State alum. Penn State alum, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, that that's truly what is on my mind. How about you, Manu? Dude, Australian Open starts tomorrow. So that's exciting. That's what I'm going to be watching besides the G-Man on Sunday at 4.15 because I don't really have a choice. <laughs> but, yeah, that's exciting. Alcaraz, however, is out with an injury, but he's not going to take too long to return. Uh, we got our eyes on Nadal right now because he's being on kind of a losing streak. But I have confidence that he's, uh, he's going to be uh, good on this one. Joko is back in Australia, which is interesting. And yeah, dude, it's exciting. We're gonna be we're gonna be covering that next week as well. And guys, let's get right to it. We have a lot to cover today. We have a lot of cool uh, little debates going on, and we actually got to bring a guest that we had in the past pod. He was over the phone at a gas pump, but today, <laughs> today he is here. Sean G. Collect, welcome. Hey guys, how we doing today? Cheers. Good to see Cheers. you all in person. It's a drinking pod, by the way, guys. Absolutely. Haven is here with us, too. However, she only got the headphones on, but that's cool. Hey, we're here to have yeah. a good time. It's almost it's almost a home team pod. Oh, of course. It's almost a home team Missing pod. Missing a few, but hey, that's all right. So but we Sean, appreciate you being here, Gag, but there's a couple you, uh, more things, right? Yeah, Of course. What brings you to Florida? Main thing, honestly, I'm, I'm here to have a good time, and I want to do some golfing. Down here, it is beautiful, so... Love the 75-degree weather. Tell everybody where you're coming from. Oh, I'm coming from Jersey. I mean, if you couldn't hear from the last podcast, I was getting my gas pumped by an attendant. So that <laughs> was kind of the key giveaway. <laughs> but, you know, it is, uh, it is a, a shame because, honestly, it's 60 there right now. And my friends were telling me that earlier today. So I'm kind of like, wow, out of all the weeks, I'm missing a good week there. But, uh, you know, it's still nice to be under the sun. Always. And now what's going on this weekend besides golfing? Are we hitting any shows that you guys uh, got in mind? Is there um, anything going on? Absolutely. The big thing that we're looking forward to is the West Palm show. So West I, Palm Beach. I didn't even know that this was going to be going on, but I did bring some cards, thankfully. Um, always, guys. Always. He goes anywhere. He brings his uh, little cards with him. Not little, actually. Well. His little pack of cards with him, I should say. Yeah, right now, I'm mainly just looking to move some lower-end stuff. I basically want to get rid of everything that I have. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what people uh, what people are doing at this show because I know a lot of people are going to be in Dallas. You know, Dallas is the same weekend. That's also a big show. But this West Palm Beach show is going to be 400 tables. Hopefully, there's going to be a lot of deals done. I think it might be the same as last year where a lot of us were excited about the – first Dallas show after the new year and 
I thought it was going to be a huge success, and it actually ended up being one of the the not not less attended, but like it just wasn't as great from what I heard feedback wise because it's right after the new year, it's right after Christmas, and, and not everybody's travel traveling and, spend, and exactly. yeah spending and and so so I think it's good that you know this for the first time down here at the West Palm Beach uh, Convention Center, they're going to be having this 400-plus tables uh, show, which should be should be really good and a nice little refresher. And, dude, down here recently, it hasn't been any show close to this, so this is going to be really promising. There's a lot of collectors down here in Florida, so, dude, it's going to be exciting. We're going to be picking up some new stuff for our people, and uh, we'll bring some content on that next week, hopefully. Absolutely. Speaking on people down in Florida, I feel like a lot of the times when I'm getting stuff shipped to me from whatnot, a lot of these breakers are from Florida. South Florida, specifically. Yeah, it's, it's like a the hub. Mi- the it's Miami coast area, and of coast. Course. Like, California and Florida are starting to be, like, in my opinion, in my, like, what I observe from one on and all the breakers, Florida and California. So it's only fair that bigger, bigger and bigger shows start to develop down here. And we're glad that we're going to the one tomorrow hopefully there is actually 400 plus we're gonna bring some content to you guys so make sure i mean on ig we're gonna you know you're probably gonna hear this after um depends on how if you got the notification set you will hear this before uh the saturday event at least um but we're gonna put some stuff on uh on our ig for content and stuff like that there's gonna be a lot of big collectors like manu said and 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 gallagher brought up the point of breakers a lot of breakers being down here it could be huge, too, for breakers. There's going to be a lot of big breakers where people actually get to see the people that have been breaking their cards for them for so long that where they have maybe not been, been to the national. Right. So, you know, a lot of people for the first time are going to be seeing a lot of the breakers that they break with, which would be, which would be cool. And if you're asking me, it also could be an opportunity for people to gain or lose clients. Absolutely. Of course. As well. And I Depending think it's going to be interesting because I feel like 20, I, f- I feel, and a lot of people do as well, that 2023 is going to be really refreshing for the market. So I feel like this kind of biggest show here in South Florida is going to bring a lot of, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be cool to see what people are looking for, what people are selling. Um, and like I said, I feel like it's going to be refreshing for the hobby. So I feel like we're going to see a lot of activity, a lot of hopes, a lot of people try to move and, and, and do stuff and, and it's going to be exciting. So I'm excited for it. Hopefully we'll make to the Dallas show next month. Yeah, I believe there is one March, March, March is one. Yeah. They take one month off and then they're going to be doing one in March. So I'm hoping that we can get out there to at least pick up some, some nice stuff some to nice bring stuff. to the, to the page. The only other show in the area that I can really think of that people talk about, at least down here, is the Tampa show. I don't know if you guys have been to the Tampa show, but I got a few buddies that I've talked to because I used to live down there. Um, They go to the Tampa show at least a decent amount, and they say that that one, you know, does pretty well. And I know Joe went to there with, uh, with Rob the one time, and they said that they did. Oh, no, that was the Miami show at the Miami airport. Oh, that was Miami? Yeah, yeah, they did that once, and it looked really, really good, and then they just never did it again. Well, that's because they flew the same day to and from. No, 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 I mean the Miami show. Oh. They haven't had another one at that big Miami airport. Like, I remember I Florida is lacking Florida. of shows. Like, Manu's been down here longer than all of us, and she can attest. There is not many shows, and it's like... 
I didn't even know about this West Palm Beach Convention Center. Like, dude, you know what's lacking? It's lacking like a main page, like one of the main guys to step up. And I mean, I'll, we we could do it, but we don't have enough, you know, viewers to put that information out there. But create like a calendar that shows like our locals and not local and big shows. And you know, and there's a way where like shows can submit it, but obviously it has to be a a, pay, a page big enough where like the shows are aware and they want to submit, you know, and, and keep track of it. Because imagine how awesome it would be like, dude, you just pull up the website. Like a directory. Yeah. And you just be like, dude, there's actually a show like very close to me two weeks, like in two weeks. Fuck, yeah. I can make a, a 40 minute drive and go. That would be awesome. And that will promote the hobby. You know, you get more kids out there. You get more people buying and selling and bringing that product to us on the on the social media on one odd on instagram and on the other various platforms the more people you have in person actually doing deals and stuff like that the more actual social interaction that you have because not a lot of people are really good at socially interacting on instagram and 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 to our to our point or to our own page we're not the best at at answering DMs all the time because we do have, uh, you know, an influx of DMs. And also we have, like, five people. All the bros are logged in. Exactly. Account, so so track, someone but. could could open one and maybe not see it. So it's good to see people in person. I think that is really what the hobby lacks is, is more shows. I know in New Jersey, connection, like, social connection. Like, in New Jersey, we had a bunch. But, like, Florida especially, like, what is going on? Like, we have the dude, breaker hub. if you hub. connect with someone really cool, you're like, shit, I want to hop on your stream, bro. Like, we I went to a show, me and Monty went to a show. Three tables. Three tables, and we met a cool-ass dude. He was worth city, it. City Lights, we'll give him a little shout-out, City Lights. City Lights. On whatnot. He was a cool dude, and, and, and we, we connected, and we made a deal with him, and we got some cool cards that we brought to the whatnot uh, single stream, and, and, and that's just all what it's about. And, and It's facilitating networking. the market. It's the cycle. It's beautiful. I love to see it. Absolutely. But guys, moving on here to another very important topic. What else do we have going on this weekend? We got the freaking playoffs, my guys. We playoffs. got the playoffs. I wish we had that drop so bad. It's showtime. We have been waiting for this moment, my guys, for and, gra- and gals, for a whole year. So and guys, some of us have been waiting a decade. <laughs> Okay, and so dude, let's get that, that fucking straight. That's Someone's actually, been waiting that's, a decade. That's awesome, because imagine you, that you played bas- baseball, but imagine your team didn't make to the fucking States for so fucking long, yeah. and you get there, dude. Imagine how hyped you are, and that's that's going to play a role in the performance on Sunday for sure. Yeah, I think a lot of, especially after what has recently happened with Damar Hamlin, I think a lot of people are taking, um, that they're more... Um, understanding of like the risk that they're taking and and humbling of the sport yeah appreciating their their opportunity to play at such a high level and make this type of money and they're gonna go out and i think play a little bit a little bit harder not saying that they do don't play hard but i think they're gonna play a little bit harder in this playoff there's a little bit something more to play for definitely and i think that's good that's that's a very good thing and so guys before talking about who is in let's talk about who is out (laughs) who was the most not i would not say shocking but like embarrassing uh fall off the playoff the denver broncos Ooh, that's a good one or or the defending super bowl champs but they didn't have matt stafford for most of the year and cooper cup as well i can't really hold that against the rams exactly at the same time you can kind of tell especially with sean mcveigh getting those talks about being a broadcaster now 
exactly what I was pisses me say. off, dude. Me and Sadie talk about it all the time. He's such a great coach, man. He, but you know what? It's almost like he, he and I hate this, but think about this for a second. He almost used the Rams franchise to just make him the youngest coach to ever win a Super Bowl, and now he's going to dip. You could become the best of all time, but instead you traded all those picks. They are decimated now in terms of draft capital. They went all in. They won the Super Bowl, but now it looks bad. So, dude, how do we feel about the four highest paid quarterbacks being out of the playoffs? That's How do we feel? So about who that? is that? Aaron Rodgers, uh, Russell Broncos, Wilson, Cardinals, Kyler Murray, and um, mm, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Watson. Well, so, Deshaun Watson makes sense. He yeah. was never going to be good this year. Honestly, I'm never going to you know hear the end of it from certain people, but Kyler Murray is just not it, and. I think it's he was the, a baseball player, man. It's the coaching staff. Well, Cliff, King, Cliff Kingsbury is out. That could be a huge difference maker for someone like him because you get the right offensive-minded coach around him. He does have the ability to run the football, and he also has a decent enough arm to where I could see him progressing. But well, there let, let me ask you this, Gallagher. Um, with the rumblings of DeAndre Hopkins – being traded, do you think there's any smoke on the fire of Kyler Murray leaving the NFL and going to play baseball? Why would DeAndre Hopkins, after Cliff Kingsbury leaves, and maybe you're like, okay, we have a new G, we're going to get a new GM, we're going to get a new coach, but all I'm hearing is that DeAndre Hopkins is being shopped. Okay, maybe you want to rebuild, maybe you want to rebuild with Kyler. But why does DeAndre Hopkins want to be shopped? He's, he wants to be on a contender. I mean, like, give me a, give me a, a percentage of any validity of Kyler Murray leaving the NFL to go to the, the MLB. What is your percentage of that happening? Thirty three percent at least. But here's the thing: like, that's kind of high, though. That's kind of high. You can't pick up baseball and just play like that. But but he was the eighth overall pick. He was so good. <laughs> he, he was, was like, so, so good. good. Absolutely. And a side note, high appreciation for fucking athletes that play multi-sports. Oh, high. my we, God. We it talk is, about that course. Course. all the yeah. time, and it's insane. That's and they, the and, issue. And most of them are, are baseball players and then another sport. Yeah, and if course. you talk to all of them. That's kind of the issue, dude, because you're always you're going to have to choose one, and you're always going to win there. I, I think that you're always going to yep. win there. You're never going to see someone like a Bo Jackson or a Barry Sanders really come into the MLB and, like, the NFL or the NBA. Again, for an example, because nowadays with contracts, there's just so much tied into it because mm-hmm. players have gotten hurt doing the dumbest shit. Like, I remember as a Phillies fan, Jamie Moyer got out of bed and got hurt because he, like, got out of bed the wrong way or something crazy like that. I may be completely wrong well, on dude, that. Well, dude, like, you got to like, think the, the contracts nowadays are a lot lower. We used to have two, three, four, five-year contracts, maybe a seven-year contract. Like absolutely. 12, 13, now we have 14. Yeah. Yeah. So now these players are getting tied up with that one sport for so long, and it's hard to turn down that kind of guaranteed money, and you got to think to yourself, well, maybe I don't want to venture into the other sport like Dion did. But, like, what I think is the major thing is the same thing with Bo Jackson and Dion. 
why they were the only two people to really make it is I think because both of them were so fucking good at football Absolutely. that they got bored. Right. And they were like, I'm so good. And that athlete in Because you, you overcome the like greatest. Exactly. Like you did that. Yeah, you did now, that. Now yeah. I want a challenge. I want a new challenge. And they where, where'd they go? To play baseball. Why? This is the fucking hardest sport. All right, that's 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 hardly hardly arguable. But back to the question, Aaron Rodgers, how do we feel? To go back to your point before of what is the worst failure of making the playoffs, in my opinion, with Matt Lafleur, that is the worst failure in the NFL of not making the playoffs. Worse than last, worse than last year's uh, Chargers. Come on, and dude, let me tell you something. Sincerely, do you think that's that's a matter of? It's never going to be a hundred percent his performance, but mostly of his performance. Or do you think that there's still potential? There's things that could be worked out around the team and stuff. Or just no, dude. Just shit. I think there is a complete disconnect between the ownership, the front office, and with Aaron Rodgers. What all ownership? Three, all <laughs> three of those sectors are not on the same page at all. You the saw problem that is there is no ownership because right? he is a goat. There's no ownership with the with the Packers. Exactly, he it's is. all throughout. It's like it's, it's all the fans own the Packers. That's like, I think the problem. It's like uh, like tax related or something like that. I think I don't even know. Well, like those. you can everybody. It's a stock on the market. Like you can own a piece of the Packers. So the problem is you don't have anybody that could actually just put a foot down and say, "We want to win." It's all people just trying to make money on their investment because your 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 share in the Packers is no, but is what they you have owe. Like executive committees. Oh, of Absolutely. course, of course. But when when push comes to shove, with the w- look, we're Giants There's fans, guy. When push comes to shove, comes to it. but when push comes to shove, gag with the Giants, who's making that decision? John Mara. And what is he? He's the majority owner. Okay. Well, there that's you go. I'm, that's the well, point but Mark Murphy's the president slash CEO. No, never There's heard someone that name, who's so. making the calls at the end of the day in that front office, whether it's under the ownership or whether it's in the front office or just the regular management. But my point is there is a disconnect. Aaron Rodgers is not going to be successful as long as they don't have the right mentality, which is a shame. So he, he, there's still a lot of potential, you're saying? That it's, guy is the greatest quarterback with talent I've about. ever seen. Fucking go. Yep, agree. No, not ever seen. I but don't know, dude. I, Patrick he's, he's with my own two. Patrick Mahomes is doing some crazy shit, dude. Patrick Mahomes is doing what Aaron Rodgers did. That's the thing. I but can say that to an extent, dude, but like... Patrick Mahomes also has the ability to have the, the greatness of Tom Brady in the sense of winning championships and consistently being, you know, the top of the fucking pack in playoffs. Excuse my... Language. No pun intended. No, no pun Dude, unfiltered. But yeah, like but what so you were saying, like the, yeah, the it. disconnect with the disconnect with the with the organization is is so is the detri- is de- was detrimental to Aaron Rodgers. It's a shame that he's only won one Super Bowl. He's only been to two. What's going to change? Is he leaving? He's What's, leaving. He, he's absolutely going to have to leave. And yeah. they're I, saying dude, Miami, but I don't think that's the right fit. Dude, for him. I'm saying what would be great for him? I'd cry. You ready? Talk to me. Because well, they're saying Brady might go to Oakland. I, I think he would be good in Oakland, but I don't think he could go back with Devontae. I think that's just like a kind of weird situation, bro. New Orleans. That's Michael Thomas, one. Alvin Kamara, and Chris Olave with Aaron Rodgers and that defense. 
How disconnected is Michael Thomas from football at this point? Well, That's dude, the I mean, I just think ask. I think what he did was smart. Like he he he's been hurt. He had these surgeries, and he was like, you know what? That's one of those. Guys, I'm not going to go play with fucking Andy Dalton and Taysom Hill. That's one of. The- <laughs> Yeah, I would, I, 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 dude. That's how I would react too when I heard Andy Dalton and Taysom Hill is my fucking quarterback. <laughs> that was a genuine reaction, guys. That's so funny. Anyways, what I was trying to say is that Michael Thomas is one of those guys we were talking about earlier. He really could have been one of the greats as a receiver. He was putting up numbers as a rookie, second year, third year, fourth year, that were on the par of reception wise, like. Guys like Jerry Rice and whatnot. So you really got to think about it from this perspective. It's hard for me to say that if he's had that many injuries and is that disconnected from his team, he's going to want to go out there no matter who is the quarterback. But that being said, if you do want to play for anybody, it's hard for me to disagree with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. If, especially if you want to be great. Especially if like you Like, why be wouldn't great. you, why wouldn't you, like, be like... Fuck, I'm hyped. Like, Absolutely. Like it almost. It That's almost, what I would think. But as a I think he's missing that passion, dude. Like, and I Agreed. think like bringing an Aaron Rodgers in would be like, dude, let's get to fucking work. Like, bro, I really think the Saints are a quarterback away from winning that division every single year because the NFC South is a very, very weak division. It's just a shame because the Packers do have a good roster. They just have a terrible offensive roster. That's what it boils down to. And I just think it's all came down to there's just been so much friction between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers that you can't bring it back. How do you sign that contract and trade Devontae Adams right after? Yeah. That's just the rudest thing possible. That's what I'm saying. Like It's just like the disconnect. Is, is real. But on the other side, on who is in, who do we have? Who do we have as champs? All right, let me start off. I made a prediction on the last podcast that the Eagles were going to play the uh, Vikings in the NFC Championship game. Um, yeah, no, I'm not going with that anymore based on the circumstances. I'm a Giants fan. <laughs> so I have Tampa winning against Dallas. I have... Minnesota losing to the Giants. I have San Francisco beating Seattle. Starting off this wild card weekend. I think we're all in agreement there. Okay, wait. Let's do it one more time. Sorry. So we got Tampa, Giants, San Fran as the three picks. Oh, Arena, dude, Arena I forgot. Staring Manu. At me. Arena is staring at me. So I got Tampa, Vikings, and San Fran. One of those people. But dude, it's okay. Dude, dude, it's okay. No, listen to me. I will be screaming when G-Men fucking gets a touchdown Fuck on Sunday. Yeah. I'm going for them. However, there's 15 bucks on the line here. <laughs> and You're being that, a realist. Okay. I I'm going it. with the Vikings, boys. There we go. And then who, who, what are we doing on the other side? On the AFC. Jacksonville versus the Chargers is my game of the week. Ooh. I think that's going to be it. Absolutely phenomenal game. Saturday when, when night. Is that? Saturday? Saturday night. Who do I have winning that game? The guy with more experience. Mm-hmm. Oh. Doug Peterson. Oh. And Trevor Lawrence. Dude, you kind of fucking game. faked me out there. I really did not think he was going to say. Me and Monty were thinking the I, same I, I thing. Like, we were just going quarterback, yeah. Bro, holy shit. Wow. That was Doug good, Jackson is going to win that game. I, like I got Jax too, though. I got Jax too, oh, yeah. Give you a, I'll even give you. 
The final score. Ooh, bet over fifty one and a half points on that game. I think no, I'm going to write it down. Score. I'm going to write it down. <laughs> she what said she's writing it down. I didn't Yo, even mean to do that, but that was great. That was perfect. Fifty one and a half plus. Points. Absolutely points, dude. That's on paper right now. We're going to be back on that next Wednesday, boys. Thursday, actually. Remember, right. next game for sure is going to be Cincinnati-Baltimore. Yeah, Joe Burrow wins that Shiesty. game. Buffalo. It's only fair, boys. It's only. Buffalo-Miami. That one hurts my fucking heart. <laughs> it hurts my heart. But $15, boys. <laughs> Everybody's got Buffalo there. Absolutely. We oh, Buffalo. Unfortunately, with Skylar Thompson at the quarterback spot for Buffalo, it doesn't look good. It would be them. so much harder if it was two. Like, if two was starting, like, it'd be so much more difficult decision. But yeah, no, Miami, Absolutely. unfortunately. It's, it's, it's not probably, Miami's Tua. It's, it's, it's exactly. Think it's going to fall apart a little bit there. Uh, I don't think it's going to be ugly, but I don't think they're going to make it. So, for the semis, Manu's got Philly. And San Fran, Chiefs, and Shiesty. What you guys got? Same thing, Chiefs and Shiesty, except the G-Men will beat the birds at the link. Guys, if the G-Men goes to the semifinals, I will be bringing live footage of Reno crying. It's going to be so great. 100%. And against San Francisco. As a Giants fan, it's hard for me to say it, but I have Philly beating the Giants. Because as much as I like to say that the Giants are going to win that game, I think that Jalen Hurts has the opportunity Thank you. to cement himself there. Thank you, sir. And you know what? I'm a football guy. There's a little bit of writing on the wall with that guy, considering all the stuff that's happened to him. I could see it with my own two eyes. The story's coming together. It's unfortunate, but sometimes things just work out in that kind of way, it seems like. He was supposed to win the MVP. He got hurt. It's just... It's a Carson Wentz thing all over again? The writing is on the wall. It's the sad voice for me. The writing is on the wall for me. That being said... The championship. I have them playing Tampa. I think San Fran loses to Tampa. Ooh. Man, I was giving you thank yous there for a second. Uh, Shit. Okay. Well, I like how we're all kind of different. Who do you got? I got Philly... Tampa. I got I got in the Super Philly, Bowl sorry, I got Philly Tampa. Cincy and San Fran in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's not what I have. I got Cincy and Philly. And you have? I have Kansas City. So I love it. We're Philly. all different. So someone's it. gonna win. Absolutely. There's we, not gonna guys, be any ties. No, we're raising the bet. Ten bucks now. Okay. Fuck ten bucks. Ten bucks. Because I know mine's we'll put perfect. Ten bucks on it. I know mine's Shiesty perfect. The champion. Shiesty is taking okay, the ring. I do have that he, as well. You know what? That's a beautiful scenario. But at the end of the oh, day, I'm being a realist, and I goes. think that the Chiefs' offense is just no matter what. You say, I could see that. Good. It's too good. It's too good for the. For the Bengals' defense, you know? You have Patty Mahomes, and you have Travis Kelsey, and then you got from our hometown. At a Rutgers. No, at a Rutgers, bro. (laughs) Come on, dude. Fuck Kadarius Tony. He's a bitch. (laughs) Okay, yeah, you're a bitch, Kadarius. No, Isaiah Pacheco out of the University of Rutgers, New Brunswick. He's the running back, dude. Well, they also have Juju Smith. Nobody gives a fuck about Juju, okay? <laughs> That's why he was traded and not re-signed, and they didn't even get him to his well, incentive. Well. He only I'm needed six catches last week. Did I bet on it? Yeah. He needed six catches to get to quarter, a quarter milli incentive bonus. 
And he got two catches, bro. He was fucking bummed. Am I Hull? purposely trying to rile up Reno people? Probably. Who, in your guys' opinion, is going to be the one with the most touchdowns in this playoffs? Realistically. Dodge Grounds. No, not QBs. Oh. It's a good one, huh? Travis Kelsey. Ooh. No question about it. T. Higgins. There nope. we go. Nope. <laughs> there I, we I like go. where you're thinking, but nope. Dude, T. Higgins Why? is going to fucking ball out. I want dude. arguments. Why? Isn't Jamar Chase healthy? Yeah, well, That's who, what who, who has more catches this year? Who has more touchdowns this year? Wow, Jamar Chase was hurt. Dude, T. Higgins is the guy, though. I don't agree with that statement at all. I think Jamar all Jamar Chase, is Chase really is, and and I've looked at a lot of. There's this one guy on Twitter, dude. He does the route trees. Listen, listen, Jamar <laughs> Chase's route tree is, and listen, I'm not fucking fast. I'm not a wide receiver, but listen, bro. Comparative to other NFL wide receivers, his route tree is so fucking elementary. It's it's. One side, he stays on one side, and he doesn't cross the field. He doesn't go to the middle of the field. He stays on the outside. He's a barn burner, and he knows what he's good at. What does that matter if the guy produces? But that's what I'm saying. T. Higgins is a more consistent producing wide receiver. People have said the same thing about Tyreek Hill for so long. Can we make a side bet? Can we make a side bet? More touchdowns, Jamar Chase or T. Higgins in the playoffs, five bucks. But we also you're going to have to consider the QBs in that equation. You're going to have to... Well, it's both Joe Burrow. It's uh, both Joe Burrow, exactly. Shake my hand, Gallagher. The only reason I'm not going to shake it's your hand is because that means you're so Jamar Chase is more likely to get hurt. Oh, my because he Lord. has been. But you hurt can't recently. go on that. Well, exactly. No, that's it's a cop out, Manu. Is what it's it is. Not a it's cop okay, out. gag. It's all right. T Higgins is going to have I'm at not least looking for a guy that's like oh because he's injured. But exactly, fuck. I'm telling you. Exactly, that's another thing. But I think I think it's going to be a really, really, really good playoff. There's going to be a lot of touchdowns scored, um, and I think what it comes down to is what quarterbacks make the least mistakes. Because look, Brock Purdy is not the best quarterback out there, but a lot of people have them going to the Super Bowl. Myself, and a lot of people have them winning the Super Bowl, and that's not because of Brock Purdy. That's because he's going to do what his job is, and that defense is going to roll. Yeah, so like one of the de- one of the best defensive linemen that we are ever going to see with our own two eyes, Nick Bosa, no doubt about it. Oh, that. dude, and where's he out of Gallagher? The motherfucking Ohio State baby, uncalled for. Yes, sir. Um, definitely uncalled. He is for. an absolute animal, though. He's he's a difference maker. Supposedly, he's a bit of an asshole, but you know, I it's guess right. if you perform, whatever, you can do what you want. Yeah, absolutely. Well, to an extent, people don't literally do what you want. So, dude, with the NFL and the recent injury and everything that's been going on, we have a we had a little reflection here. There's an argument, right? So, back then, I I feel like we used to produce more hardcore athletes, right? But to that extent, some some may say that that crossed the the mental health line a little bit, right? So we pushed them too hard. They became great. But yeah, a lot of them came out to depression and a lot of mental issues afterwards. So nowadays, we definitely have a different approach to it, right? Mental health is definitely a priority. That's something that is talked about. It's something that, you know, everyone has, uh, like a psychologist, a sports psychologist available to talk to, especially at that high level. 
But at the same time, as as much as we give that much attention to mental health, there is the line of like, okay, are we not pushing too hard because of that? So the question that I'm taking too long to ask is, what is the line between pushing too hard and just not pushing too hard because of mental health and then you're not being able to accomplish like your greatest because you know you you use that like mental health route not that it's not real but it because you know it's something that when you talked about everyone was like whoa 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 maybe step down maybe do this and that and not, obviously we're not talking about the recent case because that's it's the enabling right. i think for me it's the enabling and it's a lot of and i and i the thing i see it the most in is basketball it's like, and are we producing pussies? That's yeah, the question. Yeah, like, it really. And, and, and when you look back at it, Michael Jordan and uh, fucking Kobe, like, these players that would never take days off. But and, those are, like, those are extreme examples. Those, those are, are extreme goats. examples. But when you're an athlete, I think you need to be modeling yourself at, after these greats and after these goats. And that's the only way to be successful. You want to get paid. You want to become the greatest. You have to sacrifice. And a lot of these basketball players that are taking these you know rest days in these and like using load management to not and, perform yeah and it's like thing. oh i'm just not been feeling right i'm not in the right mindset well here's the thing you get paid a lot of money okay and that doesn't not make you a human but what that does make you is a person with responsibilities that outweigh pressure so, like, if your anxieties are through, like, Tom Brady with his family, if you are having a family crisis or a medical crisis or something like that, I can understand anxieties. But pressure? Pressure? I think pressure has became an excuse for people and athletes and superstars to not be good anymore. And the mental, the whole mental health issue became, like, kind of, like, a way out and, like, in a respected quotation mark protection way you know because as soon as you say you Instead have depression or anxiety and i'm not saying that it's not real no one is arguing that it's just like okay you're like okay no you you do you do your thing like dude take some time off that's your priority but as to like maybe if you pushed a little bit harder if we pushed a little bit harder we would produce people that are tougher they're like, dude, I, yeah, it was tough. I had depression, I had anxiety, but fuck, I went out there and I performed. Yeah, just to chime in on that statement of pressure, uh, I'm one of those people who believes that pressure does create diamonds. I think that adversity is what is meant for the human experience. And I think that one of those things that people don't really go to realize is that the more that you dwell on the negative in your life, the more likely you are to be stuck in that loop of negative thoughts. And honestly, mental health definitely is one of those things where it's a spectrum. People lie on it differently. But one of those things that these athletes, um, you know, kind of have to go through a debate of is what am I doing on a daily basis? Is my job making my life better or is it making my life worse? And obviously, there's different pros and cons to every question like that. But the point I'm trying to get at is that there are certain situations where you should walk away. Like, for example, if, you know, you, were, you exp experienced a recent death or, you know, a tragic event in your family or, you know, like. And, and even that, we have a great example. Oh. And even that, we have a great example on, like, a recent player that, uh, who was it that you were talking about yesterday? Damar Hamlin. 
So Demar Hamlin, yeah, with with that, it's a, it's a totally different scenario. Um, but I think like most of this stuff that's happening is definitely not related to loss or related to any anything in that realm. What we're really getting at here is, and I'll be the Skip Bayless, I'll be the bad guy. These athletes cannot use pressure and anxiety due to pressure of performance as an excuse. Because being vocal, we're not like arguing. I'm not arguing. You could be vocal, yeah. yeah. But don't don't use that as an excuse to why you're not playing good. Don't use that as an excuse to why you don't want to play anymore. Because pressure is what you get paid millions (laughs) of dollars for. That is what you get paid. And listen, we talked about it a little bit before on the podcast. There's two different things here. There are humans... And then there are people that we look to up as gods. And that is what these athletes are. You're getting paid like a god. But you're, you're getting an human, absurd though. amount of money. They are human. So I will I will allow it. But like it's like a firefighter going to a fire or a policeman going to um, you know, a shootout at a school saying, oh man. This is giving me a lot of anxiety. I'm a little too scared to go save well, those but people. And it, we, we, but but we saw that happen. At I mean, that one school shooting in, in where where police officers, well, but lives are at risk and it's lives are at risk. But 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 it's the same thing. We're, we got to talk occupation. No, like we're at the same. Yeah, point. we have I'm to have. The, yeah, no, 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 absolutely. We that, have to have that the was same. Texas, by the way, Texas. Yeah, so we have to have the same responsibilities with all to- all sorts of things. Like you're getting paid millions of dollars. I really don't want to hear that you shot um, one for fifteen from the field, and now you're sad because you saw a couple tweets, and now you know what? Fuck everybody. Uh, that's a pussy shit. I mean, it's hard for me to disagree with all that. The thing is that you know, as an individual, I can also sympathize with people to say that you know who who am I as a consumer of this kind of content. To really say I'm entitled for any of these people to do all that. The one word you just said right there, consumer. You are the fucking consumer. We are the consumers. We pay for the tickets. We pay to watch the TV, the television rights. No, but seriously, that's... That's that is who we are. I don't agree with. I mean, I, I definitely agree that we have to sympathize and stuff. And I don't I don't agree that we have to see those peoples as superhumans or gods or that we they own us the entertainment because, dude, they get paid like that. Not because we made it like this or they chose to because that's that's they have an incredible skill. They have an incredible skill and a talent. But for instance, Simone Biles, the Biles, the the gymnast, the gymnast, right? She chose not to perform in her last Olympics due to mental issue. Okay. Michael Phelps. Been super, super, super. One of your top five Americans ever alive. Been super, super, super um, vocal about mental health issue. He did not, like, choose not to perform because of that. He decided, and he became one of the greatest swimmers of all time because of that. And so that's, that's really my question where it's like, what's the line that we should say, hey, push or like hey not push because hey there's really the line a is, do you want to be the best do you want to be greatest no. it takes a lot to be the greatest it if it if it was so easy to become the greatest no one would ever fucking want to do it or it wouldn't even be a high status to hold that is the number one thing that i've always thought about is nothing ever worth doing is easy Absolutely. it's not 
So if 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 you just got handed a million dollars, you're gonna spend that million dollars a lot less uh, f- uh, frugally than if you made that million dollars. So I think it it's tough for somebody to say like, you know. Oh, I feel bad for this person. Listen, I, I, I sympathize. I do. I do. But if you, you can't sit here and say that you want to be the greatest then because I've seen the greatest battle through it. Listen, I've had my battle with mental health. Uh, you, you guys know personally what I've been through. Um, and I'm very open with it and I'm, un, and I'm honest about it. And I, and, and I think that's a lot what these athletes have to do. And maybe some people aren't cut out to be the greatest because the greatest cannot be everyone. And but can then, only be but a then handful. now using mental health as an excuse, as an excuse of a way of a way out is definitely acceptable. So that's probably what's happening. I don't really think it's a mental health issue issue. I think it's more so a cultural issue. I think that culturally love that in this area, whether it be in the United States, whether it be in just the Western civilization, whether it be in first country worlds, whatever way you want to chalk it up, what people have gotten used to is being able to acquire means of money at very, very, very low output of work. And that's the issue. I think that in that, it makes that people you know, who aren't necessarily built for this kind of lifestyle that is extremely, you know, demanding. It's it's harder because if for one, them to yeah, adjust. I agree. But if some if someone in that, so people are that more salty. Level, so that's basically I think that with so much money being put out there, like for example, imagine being a minor leaguer who was a first round draft pick and got signed for $4.6 million and can't really get the swing of things in the minors, like, you're going to have a lot of pressure on you mentally to start to do better because you need to be able to live up to that expectation of being a first-round pick. Like, there's definitely expectations that people have. That's why you got paid $4.6 million. But, but, right. And then again, with that, they have access to every single resource possible and impossible. There's for sure resources, but there's also intangibles that you can't really... Uh, like account for but like, that comes with anything exactly. that, anything big that you do like they said the reason why That's Jamarcus why Russell cut out for it. they said the reason why Jamarcus Russell started to fizzle out as a quarterback and started to stop caring was because he had gotten so much money at once and his agent basically like argued for a lot more money that he didn't really care for and his initial contract he had given it a lot of it to his family and he felt so much pressure from his family to continue to put money on the table so he can continue to put food on the table because the rest of his family was living a lavish lifestyle. Yeah, but you failed to talk about one thing where Jamarcus Russell never picked up a playbook, and every time they handed him a playbook, he threw it in the back of his truck. Wait, also, another thing about Jamarcus Russell. Wait, dude, seriously. he Because you just painted him to be such a great guy and just fucking lost out and was such a hard life. But listen, seriously. They once, the Oakland Raiders, sent him a tape Okay, they said there was film on it, it. and it was a blank fucking tape, and that dumbass said, yeah, I watched it, and this all was on it, yep, 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 and they were like, well, Jamarcus, it was a blank tape. Well, it since came out that he was addicted to comethazine, and he was drinking lean. On a, okay. daily best, on a daily basis or something But there's like just that. all these excuses, so he, he, dude. It's not even excuses more so. It's just that there's 
underlying factors that go into individuals' lives, and we can't expect anything from one certain person. I think what it comes down to is people can't can't really understand that high level off. But what I'm really, 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 really trying to get here is like, are you like not only producing like soft in quotation mark athletes, but are we just producing like just like a greater soft population or yeah. is that good because everyone is more sensitive to each other's feelings and 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 in that's evolution as a society and growth and everyone can be with it you know every, all that all that stuff but um you know what's the what's the line like what when should a coach be like no dude i should push more but now it's like i feel like they can because of all this issues revolving around it and then they can they can accomplish like the people can be the greatest they could be because mental health is an issue of a way out but what i'm yeah but just want to be very clear the mental the mental health conversation everything about that is great it's necessary it's been awesome about like the whole evolution of that and it's good to know about it's it's good to know about but when it comes to athletes and stuff like that and then people coaches pushing too hard i mean I when I coached, like you're it, scared it to push to these it. kids too hard because you're like, dude. You have to ask them. This is what I used to ask these kids. Seriously, I used to ask these little kids this. Okay, do you want to fucking play college baseball? Do you want to play college baseball? Yes. Where do you want to play? I don't care. Good. That's a good answer. Well, you prepared to not go to you know the spring fling or out to you know the movie theaters on the weekend because we have a tournament. Or, you know, instead of going on Call of Duty tonight, you're going to have to go to three hours of practice. Nah, I don't really want to do that. I'd rather play Call of Duty. Well, then I'm not the coach for you, and then this isn't the team or program for you. There's definitely sacrifices that every individual athlete has to make. It's hard to really generalize, generalize these people, but I think it really comes down to a personnel issue. There should be personnel that is able to be enough of a people person to sit down with these athletes and say, hey, I understand what you're going through, but at the end of the day, 75% of the time, the reason why they're playing that sport is because they love that sport. But dude, that's the thing. If someone picks up the, the, the social media and says, I have a mental health issue, that's, it's already like a huge thing. Like it's as it should be, but I'm saying like as, as people become bigger and bigger and bigger, it's, sorry, Oh, no, no, no. I just saw this, this alligator thing. It's oh, pretty Jesus crazy. Christ, guys. I totally <laughs> lost my point. <laughs> <laughs> just because we're making fun of Marty. <laughs> but, yeah, essentially, it's like what I'm saying. Like, since this mental health thing became such a big conversation, which is 100% fine, um, does that play a big role in, like, coaches and people just having a second thought in trying to push too hard because of that? Because as soon as, like, let's say you push a little kid too hard and nowadays depression, anxiety is such an easy thing to say. They say, oh, I have anxiety about this. Like, you're already like, oh, I can't push this kid too hard because... And, like, are we, like, withholding from, from greatness, essentially, because I, of that? Or are we just... It's just better for society as a whole. I think that's another thing that comes into my last statement about being a people person. If you really know how to talk to people, you'll be able to see that there's different ways that you have to go about coaching different individuals. Like, certain kids you could scream at and say, what the fuck is in your head? Get out of your fucking ass. That's just how it is. There's also some kids, you need to go up to them, pull up to the side and say, hey, you did this right, but at the end of the day, we need this being done. However, continue to work hard. Like, 
it's just the right mindset of being able to treat everybody as an individual. That's the way I kind of look at it. So it's it's harder for me to say that, you know, people are, you know, athletes are pussies or whatnot. Do I think that with the contract they're obliged to be able to fulfill that contract? Yeah, but people retire all the time. There's things that happen, you know. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, someone like Josh Hamilton, because technically mental health is an addiction, should be in the MLB when he's battling a complete cocaine addiction. <laughs> um, oh, and ha- all sorts of effed up stuff, for sure. Smack! But, you know, there's also the other line of the spectrum where there's someone like Max Scherzer, whose brother died of a suicide and basically flipped around his career and ended up being a multi-Cy Young winner because he said that, you know, since my twin brother um, just it passed. was a twin? I'm pretty sure it was a twin brother. Oh fucking crazy! It wasn't a twin brother, everybody. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look that up. I'm gonna look that up in a minute. But yeah, essentially, he went. adds things but, to his fucking story. Anyways, the the point of the story, though, people, is that once his brother died, he basically said that he wanted to maximize his potential because he felt so bad that his brother wasn't able to do the same. So he decided to invest his life as a pitcher and become one of the best pitchers, if not the best pitcher of a recent generation. And I think that's admirable. I think that's a story that should be told of mental health. But at the end of the day, some people could say that he even crossed the line because he's so, you know, if you see him play, his intensity is just on a different level. These great athletes have this different level of intensity. That's almost like psychotic level. For real, and I'm going to tell you, Naomi Osaka. I fucking love her, dude. I fucking... When right. she beat Serena in the U.S. Open Finals and she got the whole U.S. eyeballs, the whole world, I guess. Dude, great. Great fucking moment. Great. But, dude, she literally hasn't played... Um, I'm not sure how many games or exactly how many tournaments, but she hasn't played because due to mental health issues. And, oh, I sympathize with that. And, dude, I can't even imagine what is playing at that level or whatever it is that she's going through. But... And I'm not saying as, like, a, a, a client of the content. I'm saying as, like, a sports fan, dude, the potential that she could essentially have achieved would have been insane. And now it she's pregnant, she's going to be out. It is. And now she's pregnant, she's going to be out. And, you know, great for her. Awesome. Really happy. But now she's going to be out. And, dude, that's that's it. Now that's, that's, that's pretty much it. You know how hard it is to freaking come back? Dude, Serena, it sh- she went through a uh, postpartum depression and stuff. You know how hard it was for her to come back? Even like, even being Serena, and she freaking came back, killed it. Now she's going out again. Cool, awesome. Not going out. She went out. But uh, it's like, dude, so much potential wasted. Like I just want to talk about one person, potential wasted. Everybody can laugh all they want. Johnny Manziel. <laughs> Nobody wanted to talk about mental health when he was yeah. what he was going through. Like that kid, that was mental health, like straight up. And he was bombarded by this fame. And nobody wants to give him that benefit of the doubt. But like, dude, that kid, first freshman to ever win a Heisman. True freshman. Not a fucking red shirt freshman. That's actually a sophomore. Like True freshman to win a Heisman, like beat Alabama, like, dude, he he made Mike Evans, like he made Mike Evans, yeah, like and nobody talks about that. So like, once again, and Johnny Manziel will say it to everybody. He said it on his own on the own Ball Don't Lie podcast with Mike. He was a waste of talent. 
he admits himself he was a waste of talent. But it was also because he wasn't in the mental state at that time, and he still thinks he's growing as a person. So, I mean, that, you know, being really open about it nowadays is also good. There's no right path for anyone. I think that's, that's a good way to put it. what it comes down to. You take that's your own path. You take definitely. your own path, whatever makes you comfortable. Definitely. Of course. But I do definitely believe that as great as the mental health conversations have been, that has given people a way out of a lot of conversations, a lot of hard conversations. And I do not think that's good, not only for sports, but just for society as a whole. However, it is great that we can have these conversations, you know, that could be talked about. It's like the pendulum swung so much and, that we need to come and back. And I a love bit. that athletes talk about it. I'm not against athletes. That Dak Prescott fuck came and, and did a huge thing on like depression and stuff. And, and it's awesome. But it's like, fuck, dude. You can't tell me you're not going to perform. And not as a client and a fan, and, and, and but just as a lover for the yeah. sport. As an athlete. Yeah, like as, as an, an athlete. athlete. It's like, dude, it's like, no, we all been there at the level, but we all have, like, Don't we all at least here have, you know, played and, and felt the love. And, yeah. and when you're there about to perform and go in the court or that whatever, over, you know, everything. and you're like, dude, you, you just got to, you forget everything that's, that's in your head. You, you forget what's in your head. Yeah. You make a choice to perform or not. If you are going to blame a bad performance on a mental health issue, I think at that point, that's just an excuse. That's a good point. That's actually a good point. That, that's a good point. Yeah, I think, like, tying that back into almost into the hobby a little bit, okay? A lot of people maybe have gotten stressed out and anxiety over how the market has been and how po- a lot of people have lost a lot of money and a lot of people have came out of the hobby keep going boys yeah keep like pushing like Always keep pushing, pushing boys I, I think this is going to be almost like an uh, a crisis this is almost like a little crisis right and the, the 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 proud and the actual true um entrepreneurs in this realm of of sports cards is going to prevail i'm gonna tell you this the the hobby and i always said this from the very beginning since i got into the hobby the, the hobby has been a hobby in quotation marks a market that's worth millions and millions and millions, millions, billions of dollars. Like at the Nationals, we were thinking, dude, how much is worth this, like this room, little space? Tops alone is right? worth $500 million, there you go. And, and, and before million I got into the hobby, I never heard about the hobby. Besides like, oh, yeah, I used to collect baseball cards here and then. Yeah, yeah. The, the stickers. So, yeah. You know, nothing crazy. And it's never been talked about. And so... In the pandemic, it was a big boom where everyone hopped in. Everyone was getting money, hopping in, buying players they like. Going nuts. Prospects that they didn't even understand that was going on. And it it brought a lot of people to the market. It was good, a lot of money, but it was also bad. Now we're cleaning up the waters through a hard time. But, dude, whoever, the breakers and the people that stand through this, we're going to come out in the other bright side and it's going to be beautiful because it's going to be a more stabilized market cards are going to be going what they should be going for educated. we're not going to be selling base cards people are going to be educated we're not going to have little bullshit breakers we're not going to have little bullshit sellers and buyers it's going to be good however we're going to have to endure we're going to have to keep pushing and we're going to have to be smart about what we're doing you adapt you adapt the week the week will fall and the strong will survive I think that's the, I think that's the, the the motto of this podcast. The strong will survive and the weak will fall out. We will help the weak, but eventually the weak can only help themselves. And that's the whole thing, dude. Everyone can do whatever the fuck they want, but they got to want it. I can help you, 
I mean, I can in some ways, but I can help you want it. You gotta want it, bro. If you want it, fuck anyone could 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 guide you and 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 try to get you there. And you're gonna try to listen and take what you want. But if you don't want it, bro, it's gonna be a waste of my fucking time. You yeah. fucking want it. You gotta make it worth time. In relation to the hobby, if you truly love this, this is the perfect time to be in the hobby. And I'll give three reasons. One, grading fees are back. They're way more accessible. They're taking better times to get back to your house. And on top of that, they're cheaper. They're back down the prices they were before in COVID. Number two is because, like I said, like you guys said, the market is correcting. A lot of this stuff is going good. My opinion, a lot of these cards that were hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars never should have been in the first place. And number three, the accessibility. You're going to be able to make $1,000 so much more valuable in this market. You can buy a card raw, grade it. You could buy a box that was once once $2,000 and flip it for $1,000. What people don't realize is inflation is going to make the value of stuff go up just from the sole fact of the value of the dollar going up. A lot of people are starting to invest into alt- like alternate assets, you know, whether it be a crypto, stock market, um, buying, you know, Amazon FBA, flipping, you know, whatever kind of business endeavors people are getting into. Like, this is just another outlet for people to be able to express themselves. Exactly, dude. And it's what you do in a recession. You buy. You buy, and it's, and it's great with the hobby because you could actually buy stuff that you understand, you like, and you actually watch. So, on that, that being guys, said, too, we're going to go on a buying spree this weekend, yeah, guys. The Palm Beach awesome. Card Show. We hope to see you all there. Definitely. And to end us off here, guys, I have a question for both of you. Who is your top athlete of 2022 and why? Quick answers, please. we got to end it off. Uh, Any sport. Any I'll, sport. I'll, top athlete I'll and why. First. I'll go first. I am going to say just because he broke a crazy record. Aaron Judge broke a record that hasn't been broken in, like, what, 50-something years. So I think I'm going to give it to him as the athlete of 2022 just for solely breaking a home run record, a crazy record that hasn't been broken in a while. Love it. Gag? There's a lot of great choices. I want to pick someone from the UFC as a UFC fan, but honestly, I cannot dispute the greatness of Lionel Messi. Love it. That is the athlete of 2022. Basically the Ballon d'Or winner. And on top of that, World Cup. Love it. Love to hear Finally. It. Guys, we'll see you next week. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Card Collecting Bros, and on Whatnot as well. Gag, you want to shoot it? You're going to plug in your Instagram? If you guys don't already follow me, my Instagram is at Sean G Collects. I will be locally in New Jersey and in Pennsylvania at the Fishtown Show on February 2nd, and on January 22nd, the Mount Laurel, I forget what the name of the show is, but I know that Delco Rips uh, and uh, another person is the host of that. But it's going to be a Mount Laurel, New Jersey. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you, guys. Love everyone. Have a good one. Love you guys. Take care.